Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 7. Uh, these are the words of Jesus, and this is what the Bible records. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we dive into the scriptures together this morning, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you uh, for these minutes and moments that we get to share together as a community. Uh, We thank you that you are still the living word and that you desire to speak to us. So right now, we just invite you to come. We, We ask that you would speak to us. We ask that you would give us divine revelation of your heart. That you would show us who you really are. That we would be found knowing today how good your will is uh, and how amazing your kingdom that we are invited to partake in really is. I just ask that you would take any distraction in our mind or in our hearts or our thoughts away. That we would find ourselves in the chair that we're sitting in uh, just at total peace. And that we would be able to receive today whatever it is that you want us to receive. I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. That all my words would fall flat. And that, Jesus, you would speak here and now. Uh, Your glory is all that we desire. So would you you show it to us? We love you. All the beloved said, amen. Amen. Uh, We've been unpacking together uh, as a community this invitation from Jesus where he says, Come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That we've unpacked together as a community that Jesus doesn't offer an escape from this thing called life, but he actually offers us something far better. A completely whole new way to live it. Uh, Because an easy life isn't an option, but an easy yoke is. And that Jesus desires to give us a whole new way to bear the weight of life. Shoulder to shoulder with him, with Jesus doing all the heavy lifting. At his pace, present to the moment full of love and joy and peace and delight and gentleness and deep rest for our souls. The question for us has been, how do we make that a reality for our lives? How does that become reality for this community? And that's why this famous passage that we hit on this last Sunday and now we're revisiting this morning is so powerful. That if we want the easy yoke of Jesus, if we want the life of Jesus, remember we we must pick up the lifestyle of Jesus. Or another way of saying that, verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this past Sunday, we did our best to actually put that into practice. That if we were to boil down all of this so we could easily consume it and it would flow out of our lives, that what that looks like in all of the ordinary day-to-day that we encounter is a life being present to the moment. Present to the moment. Present to the presence of the Most High God. Present to the here and now, how the Spirit is moving, and present to whatever it is that Jesus is asking us to be aware of in this moment. That our lives should be readily interrupted because we are completely caught up and overwhelmed in the present moment of what Jesus wants to do in us, through us, around us, or maybe even without us. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That that is a wild and absolutely life-altering prayer. That that is a wild and absolutely life-altering way to live. 
Let us make no mistake. Remember, that is the call of our lives. That my will and your will, that the body of Christ, our will, the church, our will is to do God's will. So that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. So that it would be in our hearts as it is in heaven. That our will would align with the will of the Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us in everything. That somewhere along the way, in this sneaky cultural moment, we've turned this into an idea rather than a way of life that we're supposed to steep ourselves in and live totally and completely from. Because the only hope for all of humanity is the will of the Father. The only hope for all of humanity is the kingdom of heaven coming to earth in and through common and ordinary people's lives. So the kingdom of Jesus would rule and reign right here and right now. That if we want our friends and our families in the whosoever to know the deep reality of the love of the Heavenly Father as seen in Christ Jesus, that if we want people healed, marriages reconciled, sin forgiven, if we want friendships formed, if we want miracles and signs and wonders and life and life to the full for all people, it is found in the will of the Father. It is found in the kingdom of Jesus. So Jesus says to us, pray. Pray and ask that his kingdom would come and that his will would be done because it is his delight to do so. And it is found in the body of Christ being willing to put that into practice, being willing to live by the Spirit. And we might be familiar with this rather famous passage, but Jesus, he invites us, remember, to come to him, to come to him and partake in his easy yoke. To come to him and rest in the deep delight of our belovedness. He wants us to be found doing the will of the Heavenly Father. So that love would be known. So that lives would be healed. So that hope would stir in our heart. So that we would remember he's got the whole world in his hands. That we would not forget it for a moment but actually live into it. So how does this become reality? How do we take something so familiar and actually practice it? How do we remember that the call is to be present to the moment and watch that the Spirit can move and work as we stay faithful? Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, when that becomes true of our lives, we stop living for ourselves. The stories we tell all of a sudden don't have us at the center. And we realign our hearts with Jesus. And His heart is always for anyone and everyone but himself. That Jesus, all throughout the gospel accounts, was deeply present to the moment. But before you and I think that that means just winging it through life, lackadaisical with no purpose, Jesus was present to the moment, and that was the secret sauce for how he always lived with purpose and mission. Present to the moment. That's how his life was marked with joy in passion, in a deep capacity for love. Because he knew his mission. He knew his calling. He knew his purpose. He worked at it with all of his heart. He was anything but lazy. He was anything but out of control or not successful. While at the same time, being everything but distracted from the will of the Heavenly Father. That's the story of the bleeding woman in Luke 8, isn't it? Jesus is already on his way to heal a little girl at a religious leader's house. He's making his way through the crowd and Jairus is pumped. He's like, my daughter is going to be made heal and made whole. It's going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 
A woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, the Bible records, she reaches out and she touches the hem of Jesus' garment. And Jesus stops. He looks around, completely present to the moment, completely aware of people and the love that they need to receive. And you might know the story. The woman, she gets healed. And it's awesome. The Bible records in one translation that she tells Jesus her whole story. But then now there's a report that this religious leader's daughter, she's now actually dead. But Jesus says, no, 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 have faith. The will of my father is life. And his kingdom is coming here and now. And present to the moment, in a room with the door closed, he says to her, little girl, I say to you, arise. And she does. And it's miraculous. Because the living God who absolutely loves us, he actually sees us. He cares about us. He notices us and he knows us. He is present to us. But could you imagine? Could you imagine if Jesus acted like I do a lot of the times? Mostly in a rush. Not normally present to the moment. So absolutely no way to know the will of the Heavenly Father or what the kingdom even looks like on earth as it is in heaven. That you and I were always on our way somewhere. And it's about to be awesome and God has good things in store, but we're interrupted by someone in need. We're interrupted by a beloved who needs a reminder of whose they are, a son or daughter of the king. We're interrupted so it's us most likely like, yeah, 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 I'll pray for you later. Shoot me an email about that. Or, oh, sorry, your marriage is on the rocks. Oh, you need help? Someone to talk to? Or someone just to listen Ah, let me get back to you on that. Life is pretty full. Or my priorities are out of whack. Oh, I, I thought that their practice ended at 6. Now it's 7? Oh, I was so caught up at work, I didn't even notice. They'll understand. I mean, how could I prioritize my family? I'll just work a little later tonight. It's fine. All oh, those friends who just need someone to be with them in this moment. Ah, it's a busy season for me. I'll get back to them. Just pushing right past people who are reaching out desperate for a love to receive. And as a member of the body of Christ, I'll be the first to admit that if you swapped me in for Jesus in this story, that bleeding woman would have never been healed. Jairus' daughter would have for sure been dead. And long into the crowd, I'd never be present to any moment, nor loving to any person. After all, we're rushing through this life. We're trying to do the will of God. Come on. We want his kingdom to come. And isn't that us? So much of the time, people desperate for the love of God. And it's on our fingertips to give away. But we're so busy, so isolated, so with us at the center of the story. Do we want the will of the Father for our lives? Do we want his kingdom to come? His kingdom of perfect love perfect grace and mercy? Do we want his love to be known in the city? Do we want our hearts to be aligned with his? We must be present to the moment so we can taste it and see it. We must be present to the moment so we can know how to live and step with the Holy Spirit. What's that look like? Probably not what we expect. Because remember, the yoke is easy and his burden is light. So most likely, the Lord God, he's doing all the work. He's doing all the heavy lifting. We just got to stay faithful. We got to stay faithful and live in the present moment and know the Father's heart. 
That's the walls of Jericho in Joshua 6, isn't it? The Lord God tells the people, march around the walls and that his will is that they will come crumbling down. They need to only stay faithful. Hold on. No effort given by man. Just faithfully following the will of the Father, being present to the Spirit in the moment. And he's about to move in power? Yeah! The Bible records that they march around for six days, and on the seventh day they march a lot. And some of the people do not believe this strategy will work. They want to go out and do it in their own strength and their own efforts. After all, is the will of God even good, they're wondering, after they've been wandering the wilderness for so long? Can it even be trusted? How are we supposed to win these battles if we do not fight? But Joshua tells them, no, just stay faithful. Do what the Lord God has asked. Just march around and it'll crumble. Just stay faithful. And they do. And on the seventh day, after they've marched around the city the seventh time, verse 20 of Joshua chapter 6, the Bible records, so the people shouted, the trumpets were blown, and the walls fell down flat. No effort given by man. However foolish it looked, they stayed beautifully present to the moment and faithful to the will of the Heavenly Father. You see, from Joshua to Jesus, we see it's the only impactful way to live this thing called life. Being present to the moment and praying that the will of the Father would be done and that His kingdom would come. Okay, I hear you. What about if it doesn't work how I want it? What about if being present to the moment is hard? What if I don't like the will of the Father? What about when the prayers weren't answered how I wanted? What about if being present to the moment is the least I feel loved? I get that. I get that life isn't easy, but okay, great. What if, what if the easy yoke that you're talking about doesn't seem easy either? What if the will of God in this present moment doesn't feel like love or joy or deep rest or delight? What if it doesn't feel like life and life to the full? What if it doesn't feel like the kingdom of God is coming to earth as it is in heaven? What if I don't like it? What about all that? Man, Jesus, oh, he can relate to that emotion. Luke 22, moments before the cross, the Bible records Jesus knelt down and prayed saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And in agony, the Bible records, Jesus prayed more earnestly, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. You see, Jesus, he knows the depths of the struggle. He knows the depths of the pain and the hurt and the loss and the grief, even death. But Jesus knows even deeper the depths of the Heavenly Father's heart. Jesus knows even deeper how much he is loved, how much his Father can be trusted, and how good he really is. That Jesus demonstrates for us in this passage just how much better the will of God is for our lives. That all of the hope for humanity is only ever found in it. That if we want people healed and signs and wonders, that if we want humanity to come to know the love of God as seen in Christ Jesus, it is only ever found in the will of the Father. Being present to the moment and being willing to surrender to Him. So that our heart could be easily known to be reflecting the heart of the Father. Because the cup didn't pass for Jesus as He prayed it would, did it? No. Jesus went to the cross for the sins of humanity. 
And as he hung on that cross and perfect love was put on full display, look at how in tune with the will of God Jesus really is. Look at the deep example of being present to the moment even when life is moments from death. They nail him to a tree. Ridiculed, mocked, spit on, stripped naked, complete chaos, utter disaster. And in the midst of all of that, in the midst of depth and despair, Jesus demonstrates for us how being present to the moment declares the will of the Father. How being present to the moment declares the heart of the Father for all to see. And Jesus said to them, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. What? Jesus, get off the cross. Rebuke the enemy. Put in some effort. Try harder. Win the battle. Save yourself. What are you doing? What am I doing? I'm doing the will of the Father, whom I love. And it is my delight to serve him. And no matter how painful this cross, how lonely and humiliating, no matter how much this is not what I want, present to the moment, not distracted or displaced, this is the will of the Father. And it is the most loving thing ever done for all of humanity. Because you see, being in the present moment of the here and now of God's will means that we are aware and mindful of what is actually happening in this very moment. That we are not distracted by desires of self. We are not displaced of selfish gain. The story no longer has us at the center. For we are caught up in the will and desires of the Heavenly Father's heart for all of humanity. That love would be known. And Jesus, He goes. And in this moment, is so aware of the Heavenly Father's heart for all of our humanity. That on our behalf, He prays forgiveness for us. That on our behalf, He chooses death so that we could have life. That He chooses the Father's heart rather than selfish gain or motive. Maybe that's it. Maybe being present to the moment is simply being aware of the Father's heart. Aware of the Father's heart that is completely and totally loving towards us. Which means that all we should ever actually want is the will of the Father. Maybe the secret sauce of it all is remembering that the Father looks at us and calls us beloved. That being present to the moment is so much more than awareness of the Holy Spirit or doing the Father's will. That being present to the moment is actually just knowing the Father's heart. Because that's the powerful place where we rest in our belovedness. The powerful place where the kingdom comes and the will is joyfully surrendered. For we realize like that of Jesus... That the love of the Heavenly Father is so good and so perfect that even in the midst of brokenness and death and despair, we are invited into life. Because our value, it has only ever come from the one and the voice who calls us beloved. Because he's got the whole world in his hands. And his will is good. And his kingdom is desiring to come here and now. This past week, my little fam and I, we got the gift to go to Palm Springs to visit Gma's house. And it was awesome. And while we were there, it was like an amazing time, but it was like all of us in the house. And I don't know about your family dynamic. Love my family to death, but sometimes just get a little over, overstimulated, you know? And so I go for a walk, just me and my daughter and I, and I'm having like one of those meltdown moments where I'm like, I'm not going to be able to manage this. Like, this is not going to be good. 
Like, I'm about to explode if I enter back into this house. Like, I don't care if it's sunny here. I don't care if there's a pool. I'm about to kill somebody. This is not going to be good. And, like, we're walking, and I'm, like, praying. Like, and we fly in on Saturday night. I got to prepare for Sunday. Like, oh, my gosh, this is not good. I'm just, like, feeling the weight of the world on my back. You ever have those moments? And then my daughter, I'm pushing her in a stroller, and she starts singing, he's got the whole world in his hands. I'm like, you shut. Like, you just stop. Like, stop it. And then she's like, Dad, I want to get out. And I'm like, okay, so we get her out of the stroller. And she starts walking. And she's like just walking the neighborhood, just singing, he's got the whole world in his hands. And then she starts getting real specific. He's got Dada in his hands. He's got Mama in his hands. You ready for this? He's got heart church in his hands. I'm like, you like, just this moment of like, oh, dang it. I just like, man, what a reminder. He's got the whole world in his hands. Did we forget that somewhere along the way? Like, do we really believe that? I know my daughter's only two and a half. Cutest person ever walked the face of the earth. But whoa, I wish I had faith like hers. He's got the whole world in his hands, church. Whatever we're so caught up in and not being present to the moment in. Oh, be beautifully reminded this morning. He's got the whole world in his hands. And Jesus says if we do not have a faith like that child, we will never receive his kingdom. Would we find ourselves this week in the Monday through Saturday caught up in the present moment, reminding, oh, he's got the whole world in his hands and his will. It is good in his kingdom. It is here and now and coming to earth through common and ordinary imperfect people like you and I. But we must be present to his presence. We must be present to the moment. We must know that his kingdom can come and that the will of the Lord God who absolutely loves us is good and better than anything we could ever ask or imagine. That as a community together, our prayers would shift and start to sound like that of Jesus. Heavenly Father, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done in my heart as it is in heaven. And that when people all of a sudden don't understand why we're living the way that we're living. When we pray, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. But if not, nevertheless, your will be done. For yours is the only one I want. As we start to sound like that together as a community. As we start to be so present to the moment, that as our life starts to be so unexplainable to the world around us, and others start to ask, what are you doing? Come on, try harder, keep up, get busy. Don't be present. What are you doing? We will be found saying, what am I doing? Oh, the will of my Father, whom I love, and it is my delight to serve him. He's got the whole world in his hands, including me. Let's pray together this morning. Heavenly Father, all that we desire is that your kingdom would come and that your will would be done in this earth as it is in heaven. That your kingdom would come and that your will would be done in our heart as it is in heaven. That we would start to align our priorities with you. That we would start to align our hearts with you. 
That we would start to repent daily, moment by moment, of the ways in which our flesh gets in the way of your spirit. That you would enable us to stay faithful. And that we would watch the walls come down. That you would enable us to really, like a child, know that you got the whole world in your hand. That you look at us and call us beloved. That you desire life for us. That you are our firm foundation. That we can come to you because your yoke is easy and your burden is light. That your will is good. That your kingdom is here and now. Would you give us awareness of it? That would be so present to the moment that we would easily and readily hand out the love that we have been given so others can receive it. All we want is your presence. We ask that you would come. In your mighty name, Jesus, all the beloved say, amen.